Game two, NBA Finals, Phoenix, Arizona. Your Suns win by a total of 10 points over the Milwaukee Bucks in a game in which, from inside the arena, at least how I saw it, they didn't look like they played exceptionally well. They looked like they were having a hard time navigating some of the adjustments that the Bucks threw at them. And the Bucks were pushing the Suns into the game plan that they wanted to. But guess what? The Suns play a championship-level style of basketball. They can beat you in numerous ways. And tonight, it was with the three ball. I'm not going to verify the stat. I just saw it on Twitter briefly while walking around after the game. But I believe the Suns scored the second most ever three-pointers made in an NBA Finals game with 20 behind, I believe, only Golden State's 24 a few years ago. Again, this is a team that is deep, that has the ability to beat you in so many ways. And tonight in Phoenix, they did it once again. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Jam Session and Suns Solar Panel Podcast. My name is John, a.k.a. Darth Voida, and I just want to give a shout-out to everybody who was at the game tonight. All of the different Jamsters who came up and said hello, seeing Flex from Jersey, seeing Justin and Paul from Fanning the Flames, Dan Duarte from the Coast to Coast Podcast, all the Jamsters who came up and said hi. I know I'm forgetting so many of you, but it was so much fun being at this game and watching this team win and take a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals. Uh, I'll do my best to talk through this one. I was screaming and yelling like an idiot because I am an idiot. I'm going to bring in my fellow idiot, somebody who's tromping on Doritos over there. That's Matthew. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for all the jamsters in the bathroom, too. Two of them. That notices me. So it was great, (laughs) man. What a great game. Uh, Thanks to your mom, Mama Voida, bringing us to the game tonight. Last row. You can tell all our voices are probably gone tonight. Um, but it was incredible, man. I couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, we were screaming from the last row, thinking that they could hear us down on the court. And you're right, they it was could. awkward. Every every time right. you go to the bathroom, someone would be like, Oh, hey, what up, man? Voida, Lissy, yeah. some chance <laughs> exactly. this podcast, I'm holding it. It was either when I was from a camp when I was a cam girl or else from this podcast. So. It's either or it's one of the two. So mm-hmm. uh welcome. We saw again Saul was there tonight. Saul, how you feeling? How's the voice, my friend? Oh, my voice is fine. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was good. I didn't do a lot of screaming. Uh, I was I think I had a little bit of a nervous energy tonight, so um, you know I was I was I think uh, and I I was expecting to go there in work mode, and so I never really got hyped up like that. As you can see, I was wearing this at the game, so I wasn't even in Suns colors. So um, it was a last minute change of plan. So I mean, I was more observing than I was cheering and, and leading them on. But everybody else in where I was at, they were they were doing just fine in replacing well. me. I'll, I'll tell you another guy who's going crazy. That was Greg Esposito. Espo, let's hear that voice, man. I know it's not 100%. One, two, two. three. I'm going to be doing that in my sleep tonight. That was fun. It didn't really impact Giannis that much uh, by the end, but it was still fun to do. I Look, I unlike Saul, who was living the fancy life, I was up in, I was up in the uh, nosebleeds where my people live. Uh, you know, literally... Like- Lakers fans would tell you, act like you've been there before, okay? Yeah, uh, well, I, I am acting like I've been there before. <laughs> the very top row of the arena. I literally, this wall here, if you're watching us, uh, I had the, the wall of section 214 right there as well, and it was the best damn seat in the house. I loved it so much, Voida, that I'm having you, I'm going to ask you, literally, I'm not kidding about this, to paint a picture of my view from that off, based off of, <laughs> The photo I took. That was how much fun I had. Bucket list item checked off. Uh, and 
thank God they got the win because I realized I had opened opened my mouth last episode and, and, and insinuated I was a jinx. And if they had lost, uh, that would not have been a good thing. <laughs> well, you weren't a jinx. None of us were. The Suns were 1-0 and with all of us in attendance at the same time tonight. And Espo, you don't have to send me a picture of what your seats look like because we had the same thing. I literally could touch the roof of the stadium. It was right there. They had like a Wi-Fi thing right above me and some pipes. And if I went like this, I would hit it. I was like, oh, shit, I probably just knocked off somebody's Wi-Fi. So, I mean, we were up in there. But again, best seat in the house. Yeah, we had we had the, uh, you know, the fire sprinklers. And the guy next to me kept pounding on it. I'm like, he's going to set these things off. Like, we're we're all going to be wet here, like book in a second, uh, because – because he's pounding on the sprinklers up in the up in the rafters, but man, uh, it couldn't have been couldn't have been more fun. Uh, there's there's some things to to definitely work out after game two uh, if you're the Suns, but look, they got to go two and three the rest of the way to to win a championship. At worst, two and three. It's crazy to think. So uh, as Espo mentioned, plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session and the Suns Solar Panel Podcast. If you're watching along live on YouTube, please subscribe. Smash that thumbs up button. Let's everybody else know this is the best place to watch Phoenix Suns content while you're here. Uh, if if you are along in the Super Chat, you can donate and try to get us to uh, some flights to Milwaukee to Game 4 to maybe close this thing out. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Uh, wow. But you can be. You, who knows? You, that's a, big over here. But that's okay. a possibility, okay? That's a possibility. Sure. I think they accept sure. cheese, too, man, to get over yes. there. <laughs> cheese or chalupas that are half-eaten, and I will continue <laughs> eating throughout this entire podcast. Uh, you can become an elite jamster or a flaming baller by clicking the join button or following the link in the description. Uh, again, if you're listening to the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, you guys going to be chugging with the fellas tonight? Yeah. I got one more in me, I think. You got one more in you? I got one more in me. I got water after that. Oh, is that a day all night? Yeah, what are you drinking, Espo? What are you doing? It's a Coke Zero. Let's see if I can. You are are crazy. So uh, chugging with the fellas, Saul, you're going to have to entertain the folks while we're making the chugging sounds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's a lot more pressure than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about this game two victory over the Milwaukee Bucks for your Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns are now up 2-0 in the NBA Finals after a 118-108 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks, the second consecutive game in which the Phoenix Suns have scored 118 points. And they did so in a very different manner than they did in Game 1. Uh, going around the board, let's just start, start with Saul because he's got the uh, the smoothest voice tonight. Um <laughs> Tell me what your initial thought was after watching that first quarter in which the Suns made nine field goals and eight of them were from three. Um, You know, a little bit of fool's gold. I felt like, okay, well, this is good, but it's not sustainable. So I I was a little bit nervous, but, you know, I don't know. There's something about this team where I just feel like they just kind of work themselves into a lather 
and then they just start going and then they're on like kind of like this this high level cruise control um and there's some there's some dips for sure and and Milwaukee tried to make their runs but man it, it was it was basically over um in the third quarter again just like last game and uh, you know when you have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday playing like they did especially Chris Middleton who only had 4 points in the first half unbelievable like you know, it was Drew Holiday last game, and then they swap, and now it's Chris Middleton. And Giannis gets 42. You think if he has 42 and and, and anybody else helps him get, get 20 points, I mean, you think they're in the game, but they're not even close. And Giannis isn't the type of dude that's going to be able to rally you back. He needs, he needs to be close or he needs to be ahead because uh, he's not hitting those dagger threes to keep you in the game. Uh, that's just not his game. So uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have been off. That's also been because of the defense that the Suns have played. So my biggest takeaway was was how ineffective those two have been so far in this series, um, and I was happy to see it continue. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, Giannis had a, a historic third quarter uh, in, in terms of the way he played, and it still wasn't enough. Like, he came out and he proved – He's he's good to go, but none of his supporting cast played as if if they were. And kudos to the Suns' defense. Look, they know Giannis is going to get his. There's not a lot that that you're going to be able to do to stop him. But if you can stop the other two out of their out of their big three, you're going to be in a good good position. And that's what they did. Uh, the last uh, two games, yeah, they got to keep it going. It's gonna, it's gonna be tough, and it gets much tougher with Tory Craig's knee contusion. I, with the way they had to help him off the court, I cannot imagine that there's any chance he plays in Game Three, uh, and that means we're now in emergency mode. It's an emergency shelter mode at Kaminsky Cove because Frank Kaminsky's gonna have to get some minutes now. There's no, there's no if ends or buts about it. That he's going to have to if they want to play big at all. Yeah, and honestly, you don't really want to see Frank too much, but you want to see a lot of Cam Johnson. But you're right. Frank is going to get a lot of minutes, or maybe a lot for him, which would be like eight minutes a game. Uh, Giannis, if he's shooting, I mean, he scores 42 points tonight. But when you're watching the game, you're just like, yeah, let him get away with it. He got to the line 18 times. I mean, 18 attempts. Uh, so John and I were talking and we're just like, it's kind of a makeup from last game. Cause I feel like the only thing that bucks had on Twitter was just to go after the refs and how many free throws they didn't have. The Suns didn't shoot more than 10 or did they have 12 or yeah, 14 but they, free throw attempts? But, but, they but the were, first they were, half they were, was like nothing. They had six going into the final two minutes when they became hack. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they did not get to the line. So I, I God bless Craig. Hopefully nothing happens. Cause honestly, he's been a big factor in this. In this in this series, the last series, he's gonna play. He he would play a lot of big minutes this game, but eight and two. Uh, I feel like just getting that dunk against Giannis again. It happened in the first quarter. Really kind of gets him going. I mean, offensively wasn't really there, but defensively he did a freaking really great job. I know forty two points looks like a lot, but everything that he was giving up to Giannis and even the other guys that were guarding him, even Jay Crowder. It was difficult shots for Giannis, and he made them. And it looked like kind of like the old Giannis. And the Suns, they pulled it off, even with the old Giannis coming back to score 42. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at how are you going to beat this team, when they come out and, you know, the, the Bucks did what they wanted to do in that first quarter. I feel like that was the adjustment quarter. 
And essentially what they did is they took away the mid range from the Suns. They closed off the interior and they said, Hey, you have to shoot threes. That's what the Suns did. They shot threes. They made eight of them. Mikhail Bridges had a really hot start. And on the offensive end, they were going to attack with Giannis. And you saw that all, all night long. And as the night continued again, you know, you mentioned it 42 points from Giannis, 11 of those coming from the free throw line. But when he doesn't have the support around him again, that's what Bucks fans are going to have to lean back on and uh, question. You know, it's like the Suns have such a complete roster that they have the capability to sustain the runs that the uh, the Bucks were on. Because I mean, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. After the first quarter, you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? The Suns team feels like they should be down a ton. They're down three. I agree, absolutely. Uh, and that's kind of the reason why I feel like this Suns and four chant, um, I feel like is, I, I'm not going to poop on anybody's parade. You guys are all excited for sure. And everybody in Suns nation is excited, but the Suns and four chant, I'm like, mm, okay, well, mm-hmm. uh, I could easily see based on how, how Milwaukee is played and the amount of shots that they have missed, how going to Milwaukee will solve some of those issues. Um, and you know, give them the boost that they need to be a little bit more competitive in these games, um, and maybe even have a lead in the fourth quarter. I could see that, I, and I'm not going to dismiss them as as some you know <laughs> you know bottom feeder East Conference team because they definitely are not. You know, all you need is Chris Middleton to give you <laughs> freaking 15 points. Yeah, and they're and they're right there yeah. in the game, and he could you know he could barely even. And he know, will, he will in this series, especially going back to Milwaukee, like. Get ready for that game where he goes 11 for 17 from the field, gets to the line, but, and he scores 40 on you like the, it's nothing. But, but the problem, like you were, you were kind of mentioning, is is like, okay, but once they get past the big three of theirs, then who's going to step up? And they need that one more person off the bench to help. Connaughton's not you know, producing. Uh, whole, well, Connaughton uh, was the only one who did produce tonight. He went four for nine for three. But, yeah, outside, but of, outside of but, him, there was you nobody. Need more- but you need more when Middleton's not producing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then Bobby Porters didn't do anything tonight. Yeah, like, it's it, gross. It's it's terrible all the way, you know, one through eight for them uh, compared to the Suns where, you know, Mikhail Bridges drops 27 on you. You're like, <laughs> oh, well, uh, I don't know what we're going to do tonight, fellas. But that's the thing. It's pick your poison uh, with this Suns team. Okay. So first game, it was mid-range, a steady diet of mid-range jumpers from – CP3 from uh, from Devin Booker, you know. <laughs> Sorry. They, Sorry. They looks like bro. they let him out of the old folks' home. Here. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> Drinking Dave showed up. up. I love that hat, though, man. Yeah, that hat is gangster. This is an old folks thing, man. I got the, I got the, I got the whiskey on the rocks. Where did I got you get the, the hat? Thirty-year-old hat from my dad. Wow. My dad was a huge Suns fan. And he he had the son's room. He had all the son's memorabilia. He gave me half the shit that's behind me. That the pennant right over my shoulder here. That's from my dad. He got that signed by the '93 team. Wow. Oh yeah, no. The last time the sons were in the finals, I got shit all over my office from that. Wow. I I don't think it's shit. I think it's some pretty cool no. stuff. No, this is, way, yeah, it's awesome, whoop, man. turn it wrong way. That's Charles Barkley Ooh. hitting the hitting the shot over. Look who's in that in picture. The- Michael, MJ, Jeffrey, Grant, Jordan. Oh, if you keep going over a little bit more, he's got a corduroy couch. No, the the foam finger is even from back in 93, I'm pretty sure. No, this yeah, is but, some 
I got the foam finger last week at the doctor, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Late night, uh, more, son's more lunar panel. I'm 40. Yeah, I needed one. Got day. them hemorrhoids yeah. too. Yeah. Huh? Uh huh. <laughs> hey, wait till you're 50, right. man. Hey, hey let's, let's go our way. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, off the rails again, gentlemen. The rails. <laughs> leave right. it to these. Leave it to this show to be the I'm most professional gonna, show on the internet. Yeah, oh, exactly. Whoa. There we go. Like Jax on Vanderpump Rules over here. I'm <laughs> keeping it cool tonight. I'm can, keeping can, it cool. Can I get us back on track real quick? Yes, yes please, please. Welcome anybody, back. Oh, is this yeah. about the suns? If, if anybody in the chat mentions play sticks over Frank and I know. You know it's <laughs> coming. Well, I mean, yep. is no, that a bad idea? Can play next yeah. year. Dude, yes. Yes. No. Next year. Next year. If sticks no. earned any level no. of trust he'd no. be out there now yeah. but yeah. exactly or cameron johnson every time he's out there i feel secure. cameron johnson at the five well and dave and i were talking about it before the game we you know a little bit about how that's kind of when dario went down all the sticks people start coming out of the the woodwork and it just doesn't make yeah they, yeah the sticks people are coming out of the sticks, the sticks and people and and that's exactly right <laughs> if there was any semblance of trust for him in any capacity for monty williams he would be in there getting some sort of minutes at outside of garbage time at the end of playoff games and he's just not there yet you know you have to think that he is the long-term solution at power forward for the suns he's not the 2021 nba final solution at right. you know at why center. are we spending time breaking down sticks we're because up 2-0 we, because in the we nba lost. finals <laughs> craig hey. Hey Lost man, one break. more button. I got. I got one more paid. button for Dave. I tried to you start the chant again. That. One Woo! more button. Oh, what two is, more buttons. What is going on tonight? Why is there an undershirt? You should not have an undershirt. Matt, you stop right now, Lizzie. Just here, going crazy. I'm keeping it cool tonight, guys. He's keeping it cool. Oh my god! Only ten beers. So the the Suns are up. 2-0 in the NBA Finals. Uh, <laughs> this is fantastic. It's a great feeling. It's great to see the stadium filled with crazy Suns fans. Uh, I think my wife had more fun than any person in the arena tonight. She was just having Jimmy so Eat much World. fun. She was enjoying it, dude. Was she? Yeah, I was in. I was yeah. getting hot dogs and beer during Jimmy World, so I missed that performance. Um, but when I I look back at this game oh, and I sacrifice. And, Going to get the food and drink every time. People. I always miss. Yeah. He almost shit. gave it off to me. He almost gave. He's like, "Hey, go get five hot dogs." Yeah, because I was getting all back. the beers. Oh, yeah, and then I got. I did both. You um, should have sent your little brother. No, he's a bitch. So, so sorry. Inappropriate, Saul. <laughs> sorry. Don't <give> me. <laughs> sorry. You know. So this, I, I have become the moderator of this freaking uh, joint effort because we got <laughs> Yahoo's on here that want to throw out names. Like, come on, guys. It's Void. It's Darth Void. It's all Doris Void. Get us back man. on track, Saul. We need you. Okay. So in the second half, all right, the Suns are up by eight at half. You come out. They were up by 11? Oh, yeah, they hit the three. That's right. Yep. Uh, or the – was it a three or three-point play? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Better? Up by 11. Better, everybody? Sure, yes. Um, Booker. Over your face, please, Dave. Dave, Dave oh, Booker. please keep us on track. Dave Booker is in the house. Um, so, anyway, so, yeah, they come out in the second half. I was I was really fascinating to see that uh, Drew Holiday never stopped his intensity uh, as opposed to a game one, and I thought that the matchups tonight – with Drew Holiday, you could see Drew was like, hey, he was on a mission to be more aggressive. 
mm-hmm. uh, with specifically with Chris Paul, but it just didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Chris Paul still got his spots, and he didn't even play that well in the fourth. He was trying to close them out and couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get the job done. But the team ball, the one series I, I, or the one possession, I, I forget it was in the fourth quarter. I swear there was like forty nine passes, and then finally Da gets the and one uh, underneath the basket, and I just felt like at that moment that was game. Because even if the the Bucks tried to make a run, the Bucks knew like there there's nothing we could do. Like they just had eighteen thousand people touch the ball. Everybody in the arena touched the ball in twenty four seconds, <laughs> and then they scored. So that's why the Suns are the Suns, and the Suns are in a good position right now going to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's, that's what we talked about. It's oh. going to be what's going to Go be played back over and over again. Uh, is that one play with the with all those passes in that twenty seconds? It was 10, 10 passes in twenty seconds. That's going to epitomize the Sun season right there. After the game, Mikael Bridges and Devin Booker joined, uh, got to the podium together, and they both said that that play hyped them up more than any other play. Knowing and, and finishing, you know, DA finishing that, they talked about it in, in the locker room at halftime. That play was the most exciting play of their year. Well, yeah. it epitomizes who they are. It's get everybody in, get everybody involved. <laughs> I'm get that, get that ball moving. It was it was a thing of of beauty. And look, like like I was saying before uh, Dave showed up, it was you know it's a pick your poison thing. They in game one they let let the mid range shots happen because they were switching on on defense. In game two they tried to take that away, so they found the three point shooters. Uh, you know throughout throughout the game. Uh, game three is is that the DA game where they you know they try to take away the threes they're looking at the mid range it leaves DA open cut into the hoop I mean there's there's just so many ways this team can beat you that you know it makes it tough to adjust because when you adjust to one thing it opens something else up it becomes something else that becomes the focal point for this team and if Giannis doesn't get any help I don't see how the Bucks can can do much defensively to uh, you know fix things because there's there's just always an offensive option with the with the Suns. So unless their offense gets going, I don't think you're going to out adjust on defense to to make well, enough of a difference. And it, Milwaukee's if, offense has never got going. They don't no. have an offense that gets going. No, if they hit free throws though, I mean if Giannis all of a sudden wakes up and, and realizes he got all of them. I mean, he got so many free throws in the third quarter, and they still lost. Well, I think he missed seven as a whole, or the team he, missed seven as a whole. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, eleven, he was 18. 11 for eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if he makes those, we're talking a different game. You're you're talking a clencher at the end instead that's of like, you know. Like saying, and, you know, if Frank Kaminsky made all of his shots, they, they no, Giannis doesn't make all of them. So I don't say it. if he makes them. I'm just saying that's, that's the right point. now. That's what the Bucks are looking at is. Giannis mir- becomes a miracle free throw shooter, or or they get their right. uh, their you know all three of their big three going at the same time. There's that's their hope uh, in the rest of this uh, in the rest. You no, know, I life. really felt I felt like Giannis sucked all the life out of their offense in that third quarter. I mean, obviously they came into the third quarter down eleven, and Giannis was trying to carry them back, but. Uh, everyone loses their rhythm when all it is is Giannis dribble drive, Giannis dribble drive, Giannis dribble drive. Nobody else has a rhythm. Guess what games Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were the best games of their playoffs? The two that they closed out Atlanta. Of course, it helped playing 
Atlanta. Um, that was easier for them, and they they were able to rack up some points. But those are the two games that uh, Middleton and Drew Holiday were really good. But when Giannis is there, it kind of sucks up some space. And uh, Drew even made a comment. I didn't I didn't copy down the quote word for word or anything like that. I mean, it's available, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. But he basically said that. He said it's different when Giannis is out there, there isn't as much space and I've got to be more aggressive and find my spots better. It's like he's talking himself into being more aggressive. Um, but it's hard when they're all basically clearing out, right? Four on one side, Giannis on the, on the other left and driving in. That's their offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you know who's good at free throws is Mikel Bridges, who went eight for eight tonight. And I saw I was at the bar by myself waiting for someone to notice me an hour before the game. And honestly, I I was looking at the screen. They were like, who's the best role player for the Suns? Who do you want to see succeed tonight? There was like a poll for Fox 10. And Mikhail Bridges was on there. I'm like, I don't think Mikhail Bridges is really a role player. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he took offense to that. But tonight he totally went off, man. And he's that guy. It's like we talked about, I think, last, last podcast where it's like Milwaukee. Who's going to step up for them? We talked about Connington, Drew Holiday. Really, he did force it tonight, but they don't have that other guy that can really step up and be a threat. Like the Suns have, have yeah, I know, but like those those are two Middleton and Giannis. Middleton did not, of course, did not tonight, but those, yeah, six first round picks for Holiday. It's such a force for them, though. It's like even when he's running up the court. Like where we're sitting, like if he's running the opposite end, you can just see in his body language, he's trying to get it up the court and do the best he can to get over this this Phoenix Suns team. And he just, he doesn't have it, man. Like uh, the last two games, he just does not have it. I'm not saying the, the next games he's not going to have it, but you just don't see it in him. And the Suns just who? have those players that can step up. Who are you talking about again? Who doesn't have it? Drew Holiday on offense. Oh, I, I, for some reason, I thought you said Giannis. I was like, what? No, 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 no. No, just no. I'm talking about the third guy, and the Suns have like the 10th guy, really, that can step up and score yeah. big, I think. We, I, exaggeration yeah. there, but I, you know I, what I mean. I think Drew tired himself out as well. And well yeah. I think him trying to guard Booker and CP3 basically by himself, um, I, I think that's why his shots were not falling, uh, falling earlier in the game. Um, and then that's why you saw him make a concerted effort to drive to the basket <laughs> And try to get some bunnies because there was no other way he was going to be able to do it. He was just too exhausted. It's too much for him to try and take on, and that's that's going to affect both him and Middleton. Booker and CP3 are built for this, mm-hmm. like they just are. Uh, wh- whereas Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, as we're finding out, might not be. Well, when you look at the difference between these two teams, and and two of the points that everybody just hit on for. Drew Holiday to try to create defensive intensity consistently throughout an entire game equates to him not being effective on offense. And when Giannis Antetokounmpo tries to put a team on his back, it's not effective because everybody stands around and watches Giannis because the way that he scores his points isn't versatile. It's him dribble, dribble, go to the rim, dribble, dribble, go to the rim, get fouled, slow down the game. He went one for five or six from three, and everybody was begging him to take those shots. And again, I know that he dropped a 42 spot, and it'll be interesting to see what the advanced analytics have on when those points came, when DeAndre Ayton was on him. But he made some tough shots that DA forced him into, and, and you know, you tip your cap to him because that's what you want to do is to take those those tough turnaround, fall away, you know, 11-footers. And he was doing that tonight. And then you look conversely. You look at the Suns. It's a team that moves the ball around, and you know, you both 
uh, you know, many of you talked about it, about how, you know, the most important play that the, t- the team felt was when it was just ball movement, ball movement, ball movement. I've said it numerous times throughout this season. I think that this team reminds me so much of, uh, I think it's the 2014 Spurs that beat the Heat that just were so good at defense and just so good at ball movement and just kept you, you know, tired you out with the how much they passed the ball. And this team did it again tonight, you know, another 26 assists on 43 made shots. And you, you sprinkle in the fact that they made 20 of 43s. This is not a three point shooting team, but we can beat you with the three ball. We're not going to do it every game. We don't rely on it, but it's another aspect of their offense. That is uh that was a plus again tonight. And that's how you win the game. You win by 10 easily. You know, tell me you guys weren't having a good time. Tell me and it got close. It got down to six, but you always felt that this team was in control because we're not as one dimensional as Milwaukee has proven themselves to be because it's Devin Booker stepping up and hitting the huge shots. But McHale having the ability to get to the line at the end of the game and hit the free throws and having D.A. down low when we need him on those and ones and having CP3 hit those mid range. I mean, there's just again, it's a pick your poison with the Suns. And, you know, I, I'm with you, Saul. I, I, I'm. I, I don't know if Suns for do I have freaking sour cream? Yeah, I sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've been looking at for like freaking five minutes. I've just been staring yeah, at that awesome. and laughing. I'm like, I don't have a listen, mustache. Listen, that's awesome. a happy time you know, on his face right now. I got a, let's call it sour cream. Listen, yeah, it's yeah. I'm eating Taco Bell during a podcast because <laughs> I'm the real MVP. <laughs> Let me just let, let let me stat Dave to get out of this embarrassing moment. Oh, how, per, how convenient. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a stat me. Um, according to ESPN stats and info, Devin Booker and Chris Ball have combined for 113 points in their first two games of this finals. That is the most by a starting backcourt in the first two games of any finals since starters were first tracked in 1971, bitches. Jeez. Wow. I like the end. Yeah, Jeez. Wow. I don't that think I don't. I don't Drop think he's, uh, that one. I don't think ESPN said did not have the word bitches in it. I yeah. added that. <laughs> By the way, can we never transition from you talking about sour cream on your face <laughs> to stat me, Dave? Yeah, that was ever again. You should go after, right? Epic. Uh, yeah, right I after. never, please, well, never. Well, would already got statted, but anyway. Look, uh, I mean, look, so 113 look, how... points in the first two games of the finals. This is when Golden State went to five straight with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. How have they not scored 113 points in the well, first this two is games also of any the of those duo, five straight finals? This is also the duo that you know we talked about in the western conference finals that went what 10 for 40 and then 13 for 43 or something i mean yeah. look oh, at how no. they yes yeah, oh, so no. the world the world is over yes. it's all burning look at what they're doing in the nba finals ladies and gentlemen yeah well and Devin i did Booker, get a little frustrated when i'm sorry go ahead matthew that was Espo. No, that was Espo. <laughs> that was Espo. Oh, really? Thank you, Bill. Oh, never mind. Wow. Uh, boy, I think you're frustrated when Chris Paul was that, going that's ISO us. ball. It's extra hard. Quarter, really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, anyways. Uh, Matthew, go ahead. Look, I, I Devin, props yeah, to Devin maybe. Booker. He hit seven three-pointers again tonight. He can never do it in the regular season, but has done it twice <laughs> in the playoffs. So, uh, And, and I actually that. thought they should have gone to him more uh, there in that fourth because he had the hot hand. And uh, I don't know if it was because the Bucks were playing such close defense or what, but I thought 
they should have fed him more even. Uh, we may have seen a couple more out of him there, but he he was so just long, so yeah. great in, in what he was able to do offensively tonight from long range. And, and, and again, he's not traditionally your three-point shooter on this team, but he did it because it was what was available and came through tonight. Impressive. Well, and Matthew, what were we saying to each other in the fourth quarter when Chris Paul, when, when Chris Paul kept turning the ball over? We're like, yeah. let Devin it was Booker. Four, it, was, it was four turnovers. Yeah, and, and, and let, let him keep being the primary ball handler because he just it was it was a Devin Booker yeah. game, and he had the juice tonight, right? He ended it, with how many points, Matthew? Uh, it was 31, but it seemed it seemed kind of easy for him a little mm-hmm. bit. Like he was just so comfortable. So the first quarter, Chris Paul always has to get those nerves out. So I don't know what that is, but Booker in the first quarter should always have the ball. This fourth quarter, usually like Chris Paul cooked it up last last game in the third quarter. He got really hot. The fourth quarter, though, tonight, it just seemed like, you know, Paul was like kind of throwing the ball away. You know, I'm not getting negative, but there was four turnovers in the fourth where he just kind of just stopped the dribble and threw the ball away. And Book just seemed relaxed. He seemed like he knew what he wanted to do. So we were saying back and forth, it's like, Book had the ball, man. This is like, this is his team. You know, he can close it out now. He just has that look. He has that feel right now on the court to where I I trust him just as much as Cameron Johnson. And he's closing the game out, man. Yeah, Chris Paul had six turnovers for the game, and I felt like it was even more than that, but um, they only credited him with six, and that's the most he's had in almost three months. Jeez, another snap me, Dave. It's scary. He has guys to back him up, though. But again, that's that's the beauty of this team is their depth – because when one guy isn't playing well, another guy is going to come right down and pick him up. And that was Devin Booker tonight. You know, like you said, Matthew ended with 31 points, had six assists, five rebounds, 12 for 25 from the field, seven for 12 from deep. And I mean, every time I felt like Milwaukee got close, it was a Devin Booker three. Mm-hmm. He looked fantastic tonight. He's one who got the crowd going and kept the crowd engaged. And I want to give a shout out to Jay Crowder, 11 points, 10 rebounds tonight. Uh, three for five from deep, four from eight overall. He hit the first three of the night, and he's the one who kind of started everything. And it, it was interesting because I've been on a couple uh, different programs this week talking about Suns, and you know, some people were asking about Jay Crowder. They're like, "Well, you know, like, is he a liability?" It's like, no, man. Like, he is so good at what he does defensively. Anything you get on offense is a bonus, and that's the way it's been all year. And when you get those eleven points from him, and he hits those big threes, and then ten rebounds. I mean, Aiton finished with ten and eleven. I mean, you look statistically, it's it's almost a, a wash between the two. So just shout out to to Bossman99. He had a fantastic game tonight, I, I thought, especially the way that he bodied up Giannis again. Yeah, he did the little things uh, as he usually does, and very impressive from him. Uh, shout out to Campaign, too. There was a play where uh, Giannis looked like he was going to get you know an open – look after a steal and an open dunk and he poked that ball away and it kind of, it kind of changed things. It felt like that may have been a momentum swing uh, off of one of those turnovers that you guys were talking about that it might, it might shift things when in favor of the bucks. And uh, instead it was, it was a, an energy play from campaign. I mean, it didn't have a, a, a huge impact, but that one play was huge in and of itself. Yep. <laughs> you know it's a good game. You know it's a good game. Campaign has 17 steals <laughs> on, on, on 
on backcourt almost violate. I mean, he, Dave just has the amazing stats. So but I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> I did like how campaign tracked down his own turnover with another. Yes. With his own. That was great. Um, so that uh, let's see. Jay even hit a two Carmigos in the, in the comment. You know, it's a good game for the Suns when Jay Crowder hits a freaking two pointer. Because every time that guy does anything but catch and shoot, and that two pointer was on a catch and shoot, by the way, that's the only reason he made it. Um, I don't think I think Jay Crowder's shooting approximately minus a thousand percent if he puts the ball on the on the ground before he takes a shot, or even looks down, or even does any kind of hesitation or anything at all. If he catch and shoots, that's in. If he misses, if he does any hesitation at all, step side step, whatever that ball's not even going to barely hit the rim. So good on Jay Crowder doing a catch and shoot two pointer tonight. Yes, correct. Yeah. Well, like when he, when he came out, him, him and Mikel were hitting it from three. And it's what's, what's weird is like Mikel's three really got him to the rest of the game, right? He got into the paint. He started doing his little fadeaway uh, two pointer in the paint. That's really unguardable. So if he can do that, a lot opens up for the Suns, and there's a few threes. I think it was from the left side, and I was like, ah, don't take that. Just do the pump fake and go in. He was automatic from the right side, though, but it was like the left side that was kind of off, but he started pulling it down, taking it to the rim, doing those fadeaways. So that was huge, especially when like you have like Aiton that wasn't really doing much on offense. He wasn't really getting fed. There's other guys you can go to, and like before I said, like, the Suns are unlimited, really, with who they can go to, what offense they can get from these guys. And it's just I, – I don't know if you guys ever projected Mikel Bridges scoring 27 points in a finals game, but the last series he wasn't really there. So it's like about time like he's going to step up, and he's here in the finals doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he he's not putting the kind of defensive effort that he had to against exactly. the Clippers. So he's got yeah. that – he can expend it on the other – end of the court and he had the hot hand tonight and look there's it's just the selflessness of, of this team you can have a game where campaign drops 29 another game where where mikhale does uh you know jay crowder could drop in the 20s at, at at any point like there you know i think i think we may see that kind of game from cam johnson if he gets more minutes because of all the injuries to the bigs like there's just so many guys that could get hot and you can ride that hot hand with this son's offense. And then, you know, just the team defense is, is spectacular. So, well, and I know that if Cam Johnson gets more minutes, that Matthew is going to go crazy because that's uh, every time yeah. Cam Johnson does every anything, he's he had scream- like one bad pass tonight, but that was it. Like, but Ma- Matthew was like screaming, automatic. like just how he, he was professing his love from section 230, row 14 as loud as he could for Cam Johnson anytime he did anything, as well he should, because Cam Johnson uh, has been playing fantastic in this playoff run. You know, we were mentioning it at the back end of the season after he hurt his wrist. He had a few off games. I think I wrote a piece for Brightside. I'm like, what's wrong with Cam Johnson? It's, you said uh, to bench him for life. No, not, 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 not this guy. I'm it, was after, it was after your article about like how he should start, and then all of a sudden he just like dropped off. That's usually how it works. Well, no, yeah, it's Dario Saric. I, I said yeah. Dario Saric should get the sixth man of the year, and then he just played like shit the rest of the season. <laughs> and then so he got him injured. Did you also do the Frank Kaminsky should start article? I don't know. No, no, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> that, that was, was me. 
I don't I, think anyone's I did the podcast that version of that. That was <laughs> yeah. by the way, to Jay in the chat, I'm not slurring. I'm losing my voice right yes. now. Yes. That's what's no, going on. Slurring, slurring, though, right? Hey Esper, do you remember when uh you and me and Tim on the old solar panel setup? actually gave Frank Kaminsky the highest grade yes. for last year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the whole premise was the guy who's exceeded your expectation. Like, yeah, I know. Based on we still get crap for it. We gave yep. Frank Kaminsky the highest grade on the team because the, the rules for the grading was how much they exceeded expectations, and all of us thought Frank would be released in training camp. <laughs> by, by, the, by the way, we may need Frank to be the best player in a few minutes stretch Look, there's again. a sign oh, there's a yeah. sign that i was watching i was watching for that tonight frank did not play until the second half mm-hmm. um if if monty really wanted frank to be that backup man monty really pulled a fast one on us didn't he he did a press conference where he said you know frank is really good and then and then you know abdel nader dooley he's pretty good in the post and he can defend it i mean i was like what and I well, put something no. on right side going, excuse me, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but here you go, guys. Here's the quotes. And I just uh, um, I was very happy to see that they just stayed with Jay. And I tried to get a question in when they were talking to Jay earlier tonight, but I didn't get a chance to because all these freaking national people are taking up the question <laughs> time. Um, but anyway, um, Jay didn't even get the right question asked of him, but uh, that would be. When did you know you were going to be basically DeAndre Ayton's backup? And Jay had 10 rebounds in this game. So yeah, he did. You yeah, can see him look. battling down there. It was, it's yeah. tough. I feel like this whole playoff series or this whole playoff run, including this championship run, it's just like who can get the rebounds? A lot of it's team rebounding. So him down there means a lot. And even last game when he, I think he scored one point, right? right. Even then, it's just like, even all the podcasts I listen to is like, he still had a great game. He did defensively. He just, he's always there. That's why I always want him in the starting lineup. Who cares if he goes over seven from three, he does a lot more on the court than people realize. And he helped the Suns team tonight. Well, you look but, at overall offensive rebounds and the Suns were killed on the offensive rebound. I mean, they had 11, but there's 18. Most of that was the first half. Yes, correct. And then Tory Cray getting hurt. Uh, you know, I think we'll talk about adjustments here momentarily. Uh, you did say that Frank Kaminsky, you know, you thought that he'd be released in training camp. He was by the Kings and then the Suns <laughs> picked him, picked him back up. Uh, but the guy that he'll be backing up, let's talk about him real quick. Watch 2021. It was 10 points. It was 11 rebounds. It was four for 10 shooting 40% from the field from oh. DeAndre Ayton. It was deaf and in 42 minutes played. So he put the minutes in, and you knew that the, he was going to be the focal point of the Bucks' defensive, you know, attack, if you will, on the interior mm-hmm. with with both Brooke Lopez and Giannis in there. They Brooke collapsed Lopez. on him yeah. l- numerous, numerous times. Uh, what do you see from Da, and what do you think that he does moving forward to kind of you know swing the pendulum back in the other way? So we didn't get a chance to talk to him i don't remember i don't think so no um but basically he had a bad game he, he'll tell you he had a bad game he'll he, he was met at the top on like he was trying to go for a couple of dunks and a couple of and he was met at the top he's used to being met at his waist because he pulls the ball down and they're always grabbing at that then as long as he gets the ball over his head he's usually not contested there so i think he was a little surprised on that he was surprised that the Bucks basically sunk into the paint. Their entire defense sunk into the paint tonight. 
that's how the Suns made 20 out of 43s because the Bucks' defense was all about opening that up and daring the Suns to make them, and they did. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's pick your poison. You guys were talking about it when I just got jumped on here. It's pick your poison. The Suns barely made any threes in the last game, and then the Bucks made most of theirs. Suns won. Now the Bucks said, nope, we're not going to give you the paint anymore. Aiden's not going to get 22 and 19 on us or 2020 on us. Great. Okay. We'll just make our threes. You know, so it's just so easy uh, for these guys, for these sons to figure out how to win. Big, big props to Mikkel Bridges uh, for uh, doing well in this game. And, uh, you know, basically Mikkel, you, you mentioned earlier, Matthew, I don't, you don't see him as a role player. Talent wise, he's not a role player, but mentality he really likes his role, just like D.A. really likes his role. And, you know, next year will probably be the year that'll be like D.A.'s was this year, where Mikel grows even more into his own player. But right now, he needs the rest of the guys there to take attention off of him because he cannot really create his own shot. He can get to a couple of spots, and he's added a couple of spots on the floor that he, uh, more so than he had a year ago. Uh, but he's still really dependent on not being a defensive team, uh, team's focus. And and that's okay because he's excelling in that role. DeAndre Ayton excels in the role. The guys who are not role players, there's only two of them on this entire team. It's Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Look, uh, in terms of DA tonight, he, I think he was in his head. It just seemed like one of those games where he overthought things complained a little he didn't too want to much. get in foul trouble either. yeah yeah well i think he's certainly hyper aware of that now with uh mm-hmm. with dario saric out but it felt like he he was complaining a little bit too much just love that i heard i i obviously didn't see we were all at the arena but i heard there was a clip of monty talking to him that abc mm-hmm. had where he basically told him leave the past in the past focus on getting the little things, do the little things you do well. And then that was where Akuna Matata. <laughs> ain't no worries. <laughs> but it ain't look, no passing grays. I, and I, it's our you, and I like, you and I look like Pumbaa. They look like Ramon, so it works here. Uh, but but I, I think that Monty did Timon to DA's Puma. <laughs> yes. All right, and, uh, but I think it, it got him Actually, to DA's focus, Simba. right? Oh, that's perfect, isn't it? DA being Simba? Simba. Wow. It is time. Remember anyway, who you are. Espo, please. Sorry, Espo, you must take your place in the circle of life. Before I paint you, continue. Espo's Rafiki. Go ahead. I'm just, I, I think that Monty got him refocused because that was, from what I understand, was right around the stretch where he came in and got some key rebounds, uh, got a couple blocks, did the did the little things again. So I I have faith that we will see a more focused DeAndre Ayton in the in the upcoming next few games and the Bucks. I can't imagine play the same play the same strategy again. I mean. Maybe they will and just hope the Suns don't hit from deep, but it does not seem like that was the the best uh, strategy for them because, again, same result as they got in game one. So I, mm. I probably wouldn't wouldn't quite do that again with D.A. Matthew, what did you see yeah. from D.A.'s body language? Uh, first of all, thank you, Lauren, for 
uh that's a friend of mine i think yeah 10 bucks thank you very much man um honestly da we weren't the biggest fans right tonight uh john i mean he he was okay for a little bit but defensively he got the dunk on him then he turned it on anytime Giannis wanted to take it in the hole he was he was there he was a barrier he was a guy that can actually be a force against him and that's what happened last game too uh, but he got the key plays down at the end. He he got the block. He got the extra rebound to give it to Chris Paul for the three. It wasn't really the dagger, but it was to put him up pretty good. So he was in there at the end, and that's really all we asked for. And I think a lot of times when the national narrative is DA, you know, you got to draft your center next year. You have to do all this and that based off of DA. It's a lot, and I don't know if he hears it or not, but usually the next game isn't as good. He needs a little bit more push. So it was that tonight, and I think just tonight he he finished the game for us, and that's really all we needed, honestly. From hitting from three, you know, you don't need too much from DA. You just need him to finish out the game. That's exactly what he did. Well, and I think that again, you know, the job he did on Giannis and in, in forcing him into some difficult shots was a plus. He didn't yeah. put up the statistics that he normally does, but you know what? The Suns won by ten. And he had probably one of his statistically worst games of the playoffs, and they the still won score. by 10. Exactly. But I still want to look score. at But if you look at, at the way that he right. played his game, mm-hmm. he was – I mean, Giannis plenty of times would take it to the rim, especially when he, when he was coming off of the left block. When he was driving right into the lane, going up against DA, he'd go up, DA was right there, and he'd have to pass out. And you kept seeing that time and time again. So, again, yeah. that, that shot deterrence of DA was – uh, another That's what plus performance. Credit for is the yes. shot deterrence. It's like they, it's that they, great statistic they that doesn't were exist. Gating in the first quarter, and Da's like, I can't get into foul trouble. I got to let this happen. They were they were just crashing constantly in the first quarter. Does everybody think the Bucks just decided to stop doing that the rest of the game, or maybe we should give the Suns' defense a little bit of credit and Da a little bit of credit for making some changes and not letting them do that? If I'm the Bucks. And I'm out outscoring the Suns um, at one point. Man, if the Suns hadn't made every one of their threes, it would have been a blowout in the first quarter. I would not have stopped. And I guarantee you, Bud, uh, Mike Budenholzer wasn't in the lock in the in the uh, sorry in the sideline going. You know what, guys? That's good. Now let's just take some jumpers. <laughs> let's you know what? Stop, okay. Let's drive in and let's just stop scoring at the rim. You know, Brooke. You don't need to crash. You know, it's okay. No, Bud did not say that. The Bucks would have won. They would have scored 100 points in the paint if they could have. DA was a huge reason they didn't. What other player on the Suns team can stop you from scoring when you're driving in the paint? Nobody. Jay Crowder doesn't have the foot speed on a drive. Uh, he, can, he can do it sometimes, but he can't do it all the time. Torrey Craig twisted his knee. You know... Let's let's make sure that just because DA doesn't have the box score numbers doesn't necessarily mean he had a bad defensive game. Now, was DA down on himself? Yes, because DA feels the same way you guys do. I should get 20 points easy. I should not get my shot blocked, blah, 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 totally. That gets DA down because you know what? He's 22 freaking years old. But what he did well, regardless of how he was feeling, is he made it so the Bucks didn't get 100 points in the freaking paint tonight. They were starting to shoot jump shots, and they didn't just choose to do that. Well, I, and I don't think the defense gets enough credit, too, for 
Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton too. Oh, the 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 instinct is go. Oh well, they had off shooting nights twice in a row now. Like yeah. it's just yeah. the Suns' defense doesn't have anything to do with that. Like right. it's overlooked, and I don't know if that's in part a byproduct from Suns fans because we haven't known great defense in this town. So it, it's easier to just go, Oh, well they had an yeah. off shooting night, but it's it, harder to recognize good defense. It really true. is. Cause was where our brains watch the ball, right? That's what we do. I mean, that's, and we're not paying a ton of attention, especially if we're drinking a beer or two. Uh, we're just watching the ball. And so when the Suns don't have the ball, we're not watching the Suns. We're watching the other team to see if they get the ball in the hoop and that's it. But we're not seeing how the Suns, it impacted that offensive possession. Yeah. Um, a guy put on Twitter the other day, I forget which one, big, nice, big account, uh, oh, really Matthew. worth a follow. No, it wasn't Matthew. Matthew. No. Um, <laughs> sorry, it could have been, but this one wasn't. And this guy said, <laughs> just because the other team scored does not guarantee it was a bad defensive possession mm-hmm. or something along that that's, line. That's and the story of to PA tonight. Right, oh, yeah. and I yeah. think it was Nate Jones. I think it was Nate Jones or someone like that. <laughs> the outcome of the whether the person scored or not does not mean it was a bad possession. That one play that we're talking about, where the Suns had ten passes in twenty seconds, where it's just whipping, 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 whipping. The Suns would not have made ten passes if they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. They would have taken an open shot at any point. The Bucks left them open. The Bucks played great defense on that play. Great defense on that play, but they ended up after 10 passes being stuck with PJ trucker Tucker trying to stop DA on a drive. Yeah, and I that's mean, what until good teams then, do. They, they stopped everything. The Bucks had the number one defense coming in, but all we're going to remember is the 10 passes and the score by DA with the end yeah. one. Well, but I think, really, I think the Bucks oh, played really good defense there. Sorry. I was going to say uh, really quick. I think Mikhail Bridges early in the game, like DA kind of got schooled a little bit. And kind of got warmed up, but his defense was there in the end. And honestly, after the first quarter, it picked up on Drew Holiday, whoever he was guarding, even Middleton. Like mm-hmm. he was there. And and honestly, the three pointers that were going down the two in the first quarter, I think that got him going. I think these guys like DeAndre Aiden, not DeAndre Aiden doesn't need it offensively, but Mikel Bridges, I feel like sometimes maybe needs an offensive boost to the defensive end. I know it's weird to say, but in a game like this, if he can get that in the finals, that even adds to it because we already know what a great defender he is and in the future will be. Yeah, I, DA had a lot of great plays where he forced Giannis into, into fadeaways. And and Giannis, give, yeah, give give it to Giannis. Yeah, give, give credit it to Giannis. He made difficult shots. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's what an MVP caliber player does, and that's what Giannis did. And 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 Da made it difficult for him. It wasn't as if he didn't. Uh, you know, so props to the entire defense. I Aiden has I've taken on two league MVPs in these playoffs <laughs> alone. Crazy. One and he's on six, one, and, he, and he's six and zero oh in those games. <laughs> yes, stat yes. me, Voida. Stat yes. me, stat me, John. <laughs> Here, give me some sour cream. Yeah, sour cream. <laughs> sour cream. Chalupa, John. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on. Jam star of the game. All right, this is your reminder if you're watching along live, let us know who your jam star of the game is in the chat and also hit that subscribe button and hit that thumbs up button. We appreciate it. Uh, I'll start with Espo. Who is your jam star of the game? 
it's Devin Booker. I mean, I there's I I'm sure somebody will have a thought as somebody or as somebody else. I mean, I could see Mikhail, but Devin Booker took control when he needed to. Devin Booker hit the big shots when they needed him to. He he did the little things tonight. Uh, I set he even set screens in, in a couple situations, which I love when he does because he's like I'm not even above doing these these little things, setting these hard screens that, to free guys. It's booked for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Dave? I got to go with Mikel Bridges. I'm seeing him in the in the comments as well. Mikel Bridges, 27 points, playoff career high. Previously, he had 23, and I think those are his only two 20-point games in the playoffs. And uh, he, he talked about it a little bit after the game. He, he said that uh, against the Clippers, he was on, on offense. He wasn't very good. And he said he got into his head that he just had to get a good three, just had to get a three, just had to get a three. And Etwan Moore eventually went to him and said, look, man, don't worry about where the shot's coming from. Drive in, attack, attack the closeout, get your little floater, but be aggressive with it and do good things out on the court. And don't just stand there waiting for the three because Bridges is so used to getting an early three that's open. Then the rest of his game just kind of flows from there. That he in the, against the Clippers, he just kept waiting for it and it never came because the Clippers' defense was better than uh, the Bucks is anyway, yes. scheme wise. Although the Bucks are better statistically, it's it's scheme wise. The Clippers had a better plan and they didn't leave the guys open for threes. Uh, uh, and uh, so Mikel never got going because he couldn't get started. And he was just talking about how he just has to attack offensively. He's got the skills. He just thinks in his head that he's got to do the. The three pointer. So it's Mikel for me. Twenty-seven huge points and seven or eight rebounds. That's that's huge. And then he filled in. Also, he partially filled in for missing Dario. Matthew, uh, I'm gonna go book. You know, I just I recently just watched the movie Rounders. It's a long time coming, and honestly, You've I was never thinking seen that like movie. That's such a good no, movie. and it was such a good movie. And pay honestly, this man his money. Matt Damon in that movie was booked tonight where he was absolutely there for his friends tonight. Those big shots he was hitting, it wasn't even like me in the stands cheering. I was just sitting there. I was just like, oh, my God, this guy is on our team. He's our future. Like, it was unreal. I couldn't even, like, cheer. I was just so astonished by how we have this guy. And I try to cut off the voice crack right there, and it didn't happen. But <laughs> well, This yeah, guy. He, he, this guy. I love that, him. Hey, Booker's voice actually cracked in the the post game Western Conference with uh, Rachel Nichols. So, uh, props to him growing out the Booker beard. But anyways, he's he's the guy. He's the guy for sure tonight. For me. who's Rachel Nichols? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I mentioned her name. I'm sorry. No, Jeez. No, no, it's fine, fine. <laughs> Awkward. Well, not, and again, I think that you know if you're inside the if you were inside the stadium tonight, it was definitely Devin Booker because anytime the team needed those points. And if there's any opportunity for the bucks to get back in the game, it was Devin Booker who slammed that Mm -hmm. door shut. And Matthew and I were standing right next to each other, screaming like idiots, touching each other. And and, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Shoulder to shoulder is how we were touching each other. That gives a different meaning to go home and love your family. (laughs) Wow. He is family. (laughs) Matthew is your brother-in-law. That's what you're going to do. Between you guys or (laughs) no, my, (laughs) 
She was on John's side. <laughs> I my think poor, killed my God. My poor, my poor wife's throwing up right now. God, <laughs> is she really? I knew she would. <laughs> she get her a hot dog, dude. I told you. I'm beer three. It was nice to finally meet her tonight. Tell her I said hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she hung in there like a champ. Oh, she did. She was partying. She's had a good time. She whipped me in the eye with that that towel right in the eye yeah. Four, Damn, five, stuff in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what, oh. what you guys enjoy is your own business yeah right yeah. Did you play you know? where you just fell down and, cl- and clasped your face for five minutes and then i you know I, I did a booker from last year's i just put a mask on and just dealt with it like a man dude <laughs> uh but yeah but devin booker did everything and you know matthew and i were talking during the game like there were some possessions that were bad possessions for the suns and devin booker bailed him out with a money three mm-hmm. And he I was think 100% that that, tonight, man. He, he was, yeah, he was so good. I don't think there was one bad play out there for him. It's just unreal. He looked great. But I'm going to agree with Chris J in the chat. He says, to Mrs. Voida for bringing the jam session to the game. Thank you, Mom, yes. for buying us tickets and being there with us and experiencing with us. That was so much fun. I love you to death. It was absolutely fantastic. And you got to meet all these uh, good-looking gentlemen below me on the podcast right now. Yes. For those of you who are watching, if you're listening, they're uh, to my left and my right. Sure, why not? Um <laughs> You know, real, 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 down, real, real, right. whatever, you know, just well, wherever you picture <laughs> us. The other you side know. Of Matt. But, uh, you know, that being said, game three is coming up. It's going to be a Sunday game. So now we have a couple days in between the next game. It'll be five o'clock on Sunday. Uh, real quick. What other what adjustments need to happen? I mean, I think the, I think the Tory Craig is going to be the biggest kind of story because we're really starting to deplete that front line now. You know, Devin Booker. or I'm sorry. DeAndre Ayton behind him. It's going to be Frank Kaminsky like. You know, it's gonna be interesting Ooh. to see what those. Are. Yeah, exactly. It's that. It's 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 Lucy. Uh, you know, so I mean, we really have to start thinking about that. But uh, what are your what are, what are your guys' thoughts as we move into to game three against the Milwaukee Bucks? What adjustments need to occur for this team to go up three zero in the NBA Finals? Play DeAndre Ayton every minute, <laughs> as long as he's not in foul trouble. To hell with it. Let's not yeah. get into our just fate maybe in the hands of, of Frank yeah. Kaminsky. I mean, as much as I love the guy, I just unless he's out there to give you six fouls or all of a sudden he starts raining threes like crazy for some reason. I just that that terrifies me. And look, everybody that wants to sit there and go, the Suns have had the easiest path of anybody. The Suns have faced their Not own even. struggles too, mm-hmm. and and they're facing it here in the finals, and they're going to have to overcome adversity because it, there's really we're like two bad uh, two injuries away from Mark West having to be activated to play, uh, you know, play big man minutes in, in this series. That's that's where we're at, or they're going to be forced to just play extreme mm-hmm. small ball at this. They're I give Cam Johnson more ball. minutes. I, I run DA as much as he can until he's either you know on the verge of foul trouble or has nothing left in the tank. No more, no more Frank gas left in the Frank the tank. Look, man, I would I would play Frank a little bit, but do it like you have tonight, to. two or three or four minutes. Um, the Bucks are gonna are gonna really press the the Brook Lopez Giannis front line. They're not gonna stop doing that. So you got to have a little bit of size. It just gets disheartening when you're six six and you're getting out rebounded by these seven footers and and uh so i think frank's going to end up out there a little bit and that's okay you know we got some land on kaminsky cove still i I, i've been subletting mine but i I do still have some 
I own like was, two thirds of that cove, and yeah. even I'm like, nah, let's not do this. I was, I was, I was ready for some Frank, you know, really angry <laughs> Frank on press row. Um, I missed that from last year, and uh, but you know, this same Frank Kaminsky, remember, he almost got a triple double for the Suns in a game this Once year. Once upon a time, the Suns were up two zero in the finals, so. A, you do not play the 20-year-old rookie Jalen Smith. Stop asking. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but Frank Kaminsky can hold his own for three or four minutes. Um, I mean, Jalen Smith can't play in a regular season game. He's not playing in the finals. Um, but anyway, Frank Kaminsky <laughs> will get a couple of minutes. And Jay Crowder is going to end up just having to bear the brunt of a lot of this, I think. Uh, Cam Johnson may end up getting some center minutes. What would be exciting for me is if the Suns just buy into it and finally let Mikel and Cam play at the same time. Mikel actually made a comment yeah. after the last game. We got a whole 45 seconds together, you know. <laughs> Those guys are like brothers. I mean, you guys have probably seen the little, yes. little background stories on these guys. They they uh, are thick as thieves. And uh but Monty just flip-flops them. He you know he he they trade off time. So the more Mikel plays the less Cam does. I would love to see Cam just at least try to stick it out in there for a few minutes at a time. Not a lot, because even Cam would get broken in half by Brooke Lopez and, and Giannis driving in there. I mean, you know, Giannis might hyperextend a knee, but I think Cam would end up hyperextending his body. Uh, so I just, I, I'm worried about that for too much. I think that's all it's going to be. It's going to be a mishmash. There's only 11 Dario minutes we had to worry about. Four of those can go to DeAndre Aiden. So I'll only leave seven. I'm not worried, guys. We're good. It's good. Uh-huh. Thanks for calling me, Dr. Dave. Matthew, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, the Suns, I trust them more. I mean, the, on the on the road, uh, the Clippers, the, that last series, like they closed out on the road, and I had anxiety through their walls, dude, to actually play that game and to go through all of that, and they pull it off in game six. That means a lot, I think, just for going to the finals. So I'm not too worried as the road, the the fans, I mean, I think the fans in Milwaukee are probably better than the Clippers, but I think it's just that first run or so. You know, if they can, if they if they give up the run to where they're knocking down threes, it might be, ugh, this might suck. That game might suck. But if they can just stick to their defense and do all the little things on offense like Aiden does, if Aiden can get back in the game, which I know he's going to because no one's going to be talking about him until the next game. I think it's going to be right. a good game for the Suns, and Very honestly, point, and honestly, I think that I don't know. I I hope it's Suns is four. I, I want it to be Suns of five just so they can come back and win it here. But I just get it over with, guys. You know, I didn't realize the injuries are coming out, man. I didn't. Yeah, you know, Suns in five because I didn't realize how much it was going to hurt me to watch them get the Western Conference Championship trophy in L.A and mm-hmm. not Phoenix. Like I was, I, I didn't realize well, Billy Crystal was there. Me. That's why, that's why Chris Paul did it. Right. Billy You don't want to come back and take a chance at yeah. game seven. You don't want to be an elimination. No, just to, get over with. I want it to be five. I want it to be five. I want to do a gentleman's okay. sweep. I want the bucks to get their little feel good win. So they feel like they challenged. <laughs> I, love, um, I love Dave. You always ever like, let's make everybody feel okay. All right. Well, no, I want to make myself one feel win, okay. Please. And I want everyone else to feel okay. I want those guys to accept the, the title, the championship, 
the Larry O'Brien Trophy in front of 18,000 screaming fans. That's what I want. I don't want us to have to watch it on TV again. I do not care if they get it in Milwaukee on Mars. Give me the damn Larry O'Brien Trophy for a day. Got my sunblock poisoning for a day. Look, I the the chat before we get out of here is bringing up Scott Foster. Oh, right? He that. will be refing no, game give him three, game three or four. Three <laughs> or four. He'll be doing three because the league. If, if the conspiracy theory is real, <laughs> the league is going to want the yeah. Bucks to win game three to at least make this marginally interesting for the national crowd. So if mm-hmm. the if the conspiracy theory is true, Scott Foster is refing on Sunday night. But then Chris Paul has to sit out then, right? The last game, Suns won. No, yeah. no, Chris no, Paul is out. Let's Foster. give Scott Foster his game. Look, let's give Chris Paul his Larry O'Brien. Let's get him in a noogie, dude. Scott Foster, even, even without Chris Paul, almost cost them that game. That was the Valley Oop game yes. where it took yes. every ounce of, of everything this team had the to walk away with a win. of the game took 30 minutes to uh, play out because of Scott Foster. Yep. Well, I think that the adjustment that needs to occur going into game three, if we don't have Tory Craig, knowing that we don't have Dario Saric, is we need to take Javon Carter and put him on top of Abdul Nader and let <laughs> them run go. around the court that way as playing as one symbiotic person. So it's, uh, you know, three or four eleven right there. They can, you know, number four, number 11 on top of each other. Maybe they can lock some minutes that way. No, uh, I'm with four eleven. Uh, that great nineties band. Oh, sorry. Wrong. Yeah. 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 From, <laughs> from, from Nebraska. Uh, nah. three eleven. Yes. Yeah. Right? I, I know that's that the was joke. the joke. That's the joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. Don't stay home. Just come out of here. Lissy, Lissy trying to school like us saw. on nineties, uh, 90s information. Don't get me started I, I on 90s alternative rock. Okay, <laughs> I was all about, you know, uh, it was KZZP back then. So, anyways, KZZP. Uh, yes, That's 104.7. Right. 9. Well, no, that was that was KUPD. It's always been KUPD. Okay, you KZZP was 104.7 before they changed it to like the Zone or something. I don't know. Anywho. Uh, you know, I just want to before we get out of here, I just want to thank everybody who who we interacted with yep. at the stadium. Yeah, it's great it was seeing fun. you guys there. It's great seeing Flex and Dan and Justin and Paul and you know everybody who was ridiculous there. Cage. Yep. Yes. Yes. Ridiculous Cage. I mean, we yes, just I we met were, him too. <laughs> yeah, we we ran into so many of our loyal listeners. Uh, that's what makes it fun. That's what this is all about. It's about us fans having a good time supporting this team together. It's about my wife dancing around like an idiot, enjoying herself, and then throwing twerking. up after the game. Sorry. Yeah, she was twerking. You know, she's, she's in the back row. She's no one can see me. I can Against twerk. It's hysterical. Uh, but you know, this is what it's all about, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's 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 about having a great time. And when the Suns go and win, and in, in a game that I feel like they didn't reach their potential, and they still win by ten, and they score 118 points. Like this is fantastic yeah, to it's watch. Over. It's over yeah. for the Bucks. Yeah, I yeah, it, it, it really we're the better team, you know, and it's like yeah. we'll see. I know Espo, Espo. Yeah, I know Espo, and I'm with that you. Doesn't I doesn't mean they'll win, but they are the better team. Yes, 1039 the edge. Good call, Michael Farson. That was yeah, it was 1039 the edge. That's and that was also Dave one Pratt of, on KUPD. Dave yeah, Pratt, thinking. yes. Dave oh. Pratt. 311. Anyways, Mullet um man. so that being said, you know, again, thank you. We're gonna be live after the game on Sunday. A little bit earlier, it's a 5 p.m. tip, Arizona time. Uh, this is a reminder to everyone who is watching, hit that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button. Thank you for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Uh, Dave, you got anything else to tell the folks out there? Go home and love your family. 
Dang it. Everyone Dang. always steals this. <laughs> I have no Espo, use for this podcast. Espo, do you have Who anything? Line? Go home and enjoy your sour cream. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, so good. Matthew, what do you oh. got? Matthew, you got to top oh. that. Go home and twerk your family. There you go. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. Take care, everybody. Right. We'll see you on Sunday night. Go Suns, baby. Two wins away. Uh-huh.